Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy because you deserve to be a happy, healthy, and well-rested family. Y'all, today I have one of my favorites on deck for the podcast. She has been a guest numerous times. You know her, you love her, Edwina Kennedy of My Little Eater. How does this correlate with sleep? Well, obviously your child eats, sleeps, and poops, and Edwina helps cover the eating portion of your child's life. This has everything to do with sleep because we know if your child is not eating well, if your child is hungry throughout the night because they're refusing or they have got things backwards or whatever the case is, eating and sleeping go hand in hand. And that's actually why Edwina gives us in our baby sleepy coaching program. She actually gives us a feeding schedule and feeding insights and how to transition off bottles. Like she partners inside of my sleep courses. That is how much what we speak about aligns. In case you didn't know that. Yes. Edwina has guest lessons inside of our sleep e-coaching programs. Now, today we're talking about the texture timeline. This is something that Edwina has created and teaches inside of her own baby eating course, which by the way, at any point while you're listening to this, if you are like, yes, I am, I've got to learn more. I want to learn more. Scroll down in the show notes. You can find the direct link to Edwina's baby led feeding course, as well as a coupon code to save you 15% off of your course using code little Z sleep. Enjoy this episode with Edwina as she walks you through what in the world a texture timeline is and the expectations that go along with feeding your child as they grow. All right, y'all. I have one of our top five most requested podcasts back. <laughs> I'm laughing because guys, if you saw on Instagram, I shared the top five podcasts that have ever happened on little Z's and Edwina's, I think was like number two or number three, um, overcoming the fear of gagging and choking. So we'll link that one in the notes, but I, you're such a wealth of knowledge, always good stuff to talk about. Welcome. So glad you're here. Thank you. I was also so surprised when I saw that that episode was in the top five. I was like, yes, that's amazing. So I'm so happy to be back. Yay. Well, today we're talking about the texture timeline, which is something that my little eater, Edwina Kennedy has created. And I, I love it. Just, I, it makes sense when I say it, like the texture timeline. Okay. I'm thinking about my kid and eating and all this good stuff, but I'm, I want to dive deeper into it with you today. Kind of talk about all the things. So you, you mentioned to me before, and I just want to, I just want to say this before we get started. You were saying that one of the biggest things that's different about what you teach versus what other people teach is about like, Hey, purees are okay. And I actually just have to say, thank you (laughs) because like five, seven years ago when like uh, five, yeah, five, seven years ago when our girls were, you know, babies seems like so long ago, because Instagram really wasn't a thing. And that makes me sound really old, but like there was no in there was no education on like baby led weaning baby led feeding like this that just wasn't a thing you just went to the store and bought baby food jars or you made your own and i did that for ellie but i feel like there's so much pressure now on moms to be like oh you got to do this and you got to oh and you don't have to be don't do purees skip right over to this and there's so much pressure on so many moms and i really just want to say like thank you for making it normalizing like purees are fine guys um and you're so good about that but i want to dive deep into like the texture timeline, what this means, what this is, and education on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with why I developed it. Okay. So kind of like you just said, one of my big pet peeves is that I feel like in maybe in 
across a lot of industries. It's not just in the nutrition world. We, you know, hear a piece of research and then we sensationalize it. And even as experts, even as like, you know, the people who can critically, you know, um, assess the research and pull it apart and try to just make factual sense of it and not go crazy in the media with all the like sensation about it. Even then, sometimes I feel like we really sensationalize things still. So what we know in the feeding world that we've known for quite some time now, probably like at least five years, six years, is that we want to introduce babies to a variety of flavors, a variety of different types of food, but specifically textures, um, especially by nine months of age, um, because that has shown to reduce the uh, risk of developing picky eating later on. Now, here's what happened. So baby led weaning became huge like 10 years ago, it started and then it built and it got even bigger and it got even bigger. And it all of a sudden became, okay, there are so many benefits to baby led weaning. That's hundred percent true, but it almost became like, that's the only way to prevent picky eating. And that is the only way for your baby to be experienced and develop these chewing skills and to eat a variety of food and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. What I want to go back to is the fact that let's just look at the research once more. It is not saying that we have to start our baby off on a chicken drumstick or we have to start our baby off on like, um, you know, a whole piece of whatever fish or, you know, avocado or something like that. It's saying that we just want to introduce some of those lumpy and advanced textures by around nine months of age. So that being said, I sympathize and I am like all for those parents that are like, hey, I am scared or I just don't want to start on finger foods right away. And I'm worried because everybody is saying like, but my baby's going to be picky if I do, if I don't, you know, don't do that. And so I'm here to say the purees are fine. There is nothing wrong with them. And not only like, oh, it's okay. Don't feel bad. It's like they're actually a necessary part. They are one texture amongst a whole bunch of other textures that we want to introduce to our babies. So the texture timeline basically just takes parents who want to start with purees or who want to ease into finger foods. Because the cool thing is, is that I know a lot of parents, they'll start with like banana, avocado, sweet potato, all soft, all pretty basic finger foods, but then they kind of get stuck there as well. And they don't really push the limit. Many babies don't get introduced to meat because the parents are afraid of the texture until like 10 months or 11 months of age. So the texture timeline is basically there to help take parents from phase, I have different phases of them, but stage one, essentially, or phase one, all the way to phase three, um, basically progressing them in textures in a timely manner so that they are meeting those milestones. They are building those skills and you're doing it in a gradual way. So it's not scaring you. And also understanding that some babies just aren't ready for crazy textures right from the beginning. Like that, you know, we know that in all things, you know, baby, baby world, every baby's so different and it's got to be an individualized approach. So again, to expect, um, every single baby to just jump into baby led weaning because it's quote unquote, the thing to do. Well, you know what? Some babies gag a lot more and that's not really a pleasant experience for them or for the parents. So again, what's wrong with starting, you know, one phase back or two phases back and easing your way in and building your confidence as a parent and the skills as a baby along the way. I love so that you said. Yeah. I love that you said, um, purees is just one texture, right? That really makes it like, 
okay, all right, it's fine. You know, we're on purees. We're just getting started. I don't have to hand my six month old a slice of avocado, right? Having that like texture puree. I never even thought about that, to be honest, like puree. Yeah. That's a texture. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So looking at the texture timeline as a whole is like, okay, these are all the different textures. These are all the different levels, I guess, if you will, that babies can and should be taking in as they grow. And again, timeline, like as they grow older, can you walk us through like, what are some other textures here? So we've got, you said purees. That sounds like it's step one, right? Yeah. So purees are actually like, you can, you can vary the texture even within the puree phase. So, okay, let's walk through the different phases. So I kind of mentioned before, there's three main phases, but there's also an optional phase that I threw in that's actually phase zero. So we'll start there. Phase zero is for the parents that are really scared or just, you know what? I, I just want to see, you know, can my baby swallow safely? Like, what's it going to be like? Let's just start easy and slow and like, you know, take it as it goes. So that phase is basically really thin and smooth purees. So thinking of the texture of applesauce is kind of like what I like to think about. You can also take an infant cereal and kind of water it down a bit so that it's a little bit more of that texture. So inside of my baby led feeding course, we've just revamped it and we've expanded this whole lesson so that you could really see what this looks like. I show you, you know, when you pick up that applesauce and you and you pick it up with a spoon and you kind of let it fall off the spoon, how quickly it should fall. That's a good indicator that, you know, you have the right texture phase there because it's going to fall off pretty quickly. It's going to be thin and it doesn't require much work from your baby. If you think about the skills that your baby has going from just drinking breast milk or formula, essentially the milk goes into their mouth and they swallow. That's, that's all they have to do. They don't have to move anything around or do anything extra, no chewing, all that stuff. With phase zero, it's pretty similar. They're going to feel a little bit more of a sensation in their mouth, but really they're not doing anything in terms of chewing. They don't have to move, you know, that food side to side or front to back. It just kind of goes in their mouth and they just swallow. So that's kind of where I like to tell parents who are really nervous about starting to start there. But you're then, not saying, and I actually, can I actually interrupt you for a second? Sorry. Yeah, I, I had a thought in my head. I'm like, Ooh, but I want to make sure parents don't think because you just said like, Oh, there doesn't require any kind of muscle movement that that doesn't give you the go ahead to start phase zero at three to four months. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. We still want to wait until your baby's developmentally ready. So not just because of safety purposes, but also we don't want them, you know, any salts to be displacing the calories that we're going to get from breast milk or formula before that. So that's a really good point. I'm glad you said that. Um, because yes, a lot of parents or even doctors and whoever are still kind of recommending, Oh, don't worry if it's very, very thin puree, you can start at four months of age. But it's for not just safety purposes, but also nutritional purposes. We don't want to do that. Um, and plus, you never know. Babies can still technically choke on anything. So we don't want to wait or do it too early. Um, and I do give out like... Um, estimated or suggested times for each phase. So with phase zero, it's really one to five days. It's just to, again, start easy, build some confidence, check, does your baby have like a good swallow? Are they enjoying it? Are they kind of just kind of getting used to, oh, okay. So now we sit down at mealtimes. I sit in the high chair and mom gives me this food and, oh, it tastes different. And, you know, you're just kind of getting them used to it, but one to five days is all you need to do. So we, the whole goal here is we're not getting stuck on any phase for too long because we want to keep our baby advancing. So 
Then moving into phase one, this is where I suggest about one to 14 days that you're going to spend some time here. And this is those thicker and creamy textures, um, either in puree form, or if you want to do finger foods, you can also do it as a finger food as well. But um, basically you're not having, again, anything too advanced. So your baby's going to get a lot more sensory stimulation by putting in a phase one food in their mouth. It's going to require a little bit more of movement around the tongue, but Still, it's basically a swallow. So a texture I like to akin this to is hummus. So if you pick up like thick, smooth hummus on a spoon, again, and you kind of try and plop it off, like take it off the spoon, it's thicker, it's slower moving, but it doesn't really require any chewing, right? So your baby doesn't have to do the munching motion or anything, but they're really sensing and feeling that on their tongue and in their mouth for the first time. And they're figuring out what is this? How do I deal with it? Some babies will gag here and that's totally fine. The gagging can happen at any stage. It can happen at purees. It can happen if you're doing finger foods, doesn't matter. The gagging is a good thing. The gagging is basically required actually to teach your baby, oh, this food's okay. I can handle it. Here's how I handle it and how I, how I basically protect myself from choking. So it's nothing that we want to fear. It's basically something you actually look for to say my baby's learning through this. It's a good sign is the way I see it. Um, you can also mash something in phase one. So if you wanted to take avocado, the, one of the most popular foods to start with, take an avocado, ripe one, mash it with a fork really well. You can have some small lumps in there. That's totally fine. But again, it's not going to require heavy chewing on, on your baby's part at all. It's mostly going to be that sensation on their tongue. And then they're going to go in for that swallow. And so that will give you a little bit more confidence again, as you, as you spend maybe up to two weeks on here in this phase, I should say, um, you're going to feel really good by the end of that moving on to the next, um, phase. Phase two is going to be more large lumps and mince texture. So here we're getting to slightly more advanced stuff. So now we're not really smoothing things out like a hummus texture. Again, you would actually, you would actually have something more, um, possibly mixed. So you might have hummus with like a little bit of like quartered blueberries or something like that doesn't really go together. Maybe Greek yogurt and some quartered Babies blueberries. Don't know. <laughs> Babies don't know. Babies don't know. Babies don't know. Exactly. That's a good point and a good tip. Um, I'm like, take whatever you have in your fridge or pantry. It doesn't have to make sense because they don't know or care. Um, but yeah, maybe Greek yogurt with a little bit of like quartered blueberries in there. Um, or even like a fish cake or a bean burger, something that is soft that crumbles, but it's got a lot of lumps in there. Right. And so now you're really, again, moving into those slightly more quote unquote, scary textures, maybe for some, but if you've eased your baby into it and you've, I mean, thinking about it, if you've already spent two to three weeks on those previous textures, you've already built up a lot of confidence. You've already seen your baby gag a few times. You've already seen how well they can swallow and you can feel confident that, okay, it's not just like throwing this random food at them and all of a sudden they have to have all the skills to chew it. It's like, no, they're building up those skills as time goes on. So that would be phase two. And then phase three is really my expansion phase. So it's not necessarily always harder textures. There are some, but it's really more about expanding through the full gamut of textures. So thinking about every food type out there, I've literally taken every food I can think of and I've divided them into categories, stringy textures, crispy textures, spongy textures, grainy textures, chewy textures, et cetera, et cetera, rubbery textures. So you are not ever taking that risk that, oh, well, I'm not giving, you know, 
I'm not giving my baby enough variety. We want to give your baby as much opportunity with as much variety in foods and textures as possible in that kind of um, critical period, that window of opportunity for them to develop the love for them and the skills again, to be able to handle them. Cause how many babies do you know? Again, maybe they they're eating eggs and they're eating again, the avocado and they're eating the yogurt and they're eating quartered blueberries, but all of those textures, believe it or not, are in the same realm in terms of difficulty, but then throw a piece of like pulled chicken at them. Or maybe you're giving them a, a piece of tofu or a mushroom or, you know, something that's a little bit different and they don't know how to handle it, or they're just pickier because they haven't experienced that before. So that's kind of what phase three is about. And it's a lifetime, right? So this is about just con- continuous exposure. Um, and there's no finite time for this because once they're there, they're essentially eating the full range of foods that you'd be eating at home as well. I love that. And you know, as you were saying all that too, I feel like this helps even my girls thinking about the different textures. Like I want, I'm really grateful that my mom always kind of talked about textures like, okay, well I see it's just all like mushy stuff on our plates. Like, let's make sure we have something else, you know, kind of different textures and things like that. I see this as like one thing that I really, we've talked about admire about you and your boys is like, your boys are like such great adventurous eaters, but that doesn't just like poof happen one day, starting from this young age of exposing them to different things. And it's not perfect, but having just that knowledge base of all these different phases that they've gone through that they, that you are educating them on. I think that's so important. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's one of the biggest things um, we need to remember is that right now in the baby phase, it's setting the foundation. So you're really hyper vigilant about giving them that variety and giving them so many different types of foods to offer. But as we hit toddler stage and then a beyond, we kind of forget that that whole foundation, that whole theory, right? So then we kind of go, okay, well, they know how to eat. Everything's good. I'm just going to, it doesn't really matter anymore. I don't have to have a plan or I don't have to think about that stuff as much anymore, but really what we're learning here with the texture timeline and in baby led feeding course, and just generally, um, with all the theories about like, again, offering variety to babies, you want to carry that into toddlerhood. You want to carry that into like early childhood and later childhood, because it's still going to be about continuously exposing them. And, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I've done that with my boys and thankfully like knock on wood, they are really, really great eaters. And I think it's because of, again, going back to the confidence I have as a parent thinking, you know, instead of overthinking, can they have that? I don't know if they can have that. That might be too spicy. Um, you know, it's not really a kid's food or like, that's okay. Let them have this, whatever it is. I never really thought like that. I was kind of like, well, they can eat and why wouldn't they be able to eat this? You know? So it was just, constantly giving it to them. And I think that definitely goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that foundation that we build here in the texture timeline. So, um, there are, you said there's three phases. Well, actually no four phases because zero, one, two, three. Um, and then phase three is just a continuation. Like it's not something that you ever like, well, I guess in a way you could graduate from the texture timeline, but the same way you're just continuing it on. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not anymore required to follow a step-by-step. And I want to say also, you're not even required to go through this. So in the baby led feeding course, I mentioned many, many times, if you want to skip this whole thing and you want to jump right into baby led weaning, please do. I'm like all about it. Go for it. Right. If you see that your baby has the signs and abilities, which actually I'm going to talk about that in a second to handle, you know, all textures and you're feeling confident 
that's exactly what you should do. Dive right in. But again, if you feel like you want this option, this is a great option for you. If you want to ease in, or even if you find like your baby's stuck, a lot of babies are stuck on purees. Maybe you've already kept, had them on purees for a couple months and they've generally been like thin and smooth, or maybe you even graduated them to thicker stage one foods. Like you might find at some of the baby foods in the stores, but, um, you never really moved on from there because you saw a gag. And now that's where I'm actually wanting to talk about some of the signs. So in the texture timeline, um, as well, I go through what signs do you need to look for to tell you if your baby's even ready to graduate right to the next phase. So the big thing that you want to look for is can your baby a hold that food in their mouth, um, reasonably so that it's not like falling out, right. They have enough skill, especially thinking about first few days, maybe first week of starting solids is like, are they just kind of passive mouth open food goes in and then it just kind of like falls off, the, <laughs> off of their, their lips or off of their tongue. Cause they don't know what to do. They don't know how to like close their lips around the spoon or close their lips once the food is in there. So that'd be one sign that they're ready to move on. The other sign is that they can swallow with these and there's generally no difficulty. You're not going to see excessive amounts of gagging. You will see gagging happen. That's totally fine. And again, a lot of parents are like, oh no, a gag happened. I can't move them on. They can't handle anything more, obviously. But no, if anything, it just means this is how your baby's learning. And it means that it's, it's, um, it's, only the only way really that they're going to be able to move on is if you allow them to gag and feel what it's like. Right. Because yeah. once they gag a few times, their body is essentially telling them, Oh, that was actually fine. There was no issue there. That was a false alarm, not required. And so scroll down in your show notes and go listen to the other episode <laughs> that Edwina did. Cause it's really good too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Go, go listen to that one for sure. If you're worried about the gagging and choking, it's like the second time you offer that or the third time you offer it and they're gagging again, it's like, again, you're constantly priming and telling your, their body, Oh, that was totally unrequired. There's no risk of choking here. I handled that totally fine. And that texture is safe. And so every single time you do that, it's actually desensitizing that gag reflex. And it tells their body no need to gag anymore or no need to gag when it's at that place in the mouth or when it's this specific texture. And so that's going to diminish. And that, then you're going to see gagging becomes less and less and less. A lot of times we delay the food textures being introduced again, because we're afraid of the gagging. And so what you find is that, well, nine months and 10 months and 11 months hit. And then, and you've kind of like been really safe with like really easy purees up to then the gagging is actually worse at that point when you introduce it later, because their body has never learned how to handle those foods. So, um, so yeah, so we, if you do it earlier on, you're going to see actually a lot more desensitization and less severe gagging usually happening early on. So anyway, so that will be another sign. If you see the gagging is minimal and your baby's unbothered by it. So uh, most of the time it's us parents who are so bothered by the gagging happening. But if you watch babies gag really and let them just don't interfere, let them do their thing, let it pass. They're usually like smiling by the end of it. They're grabbing more food. They're continuing to eat. Like there's absolutely no issues. It's like nothing happened. So they don't associate the gagging as anything bad until they see us and our reaction. And over time they start to think, okay, that must be a bad thing. You know, it's obviously a situation of panic or a bad, fearful situation. So then they, then it becomes a negative experience. So if we see minimal gagging, it happens 
you know, few times throughout the meal, even occasional vomiting. That's totally normal when babies just have some more sensitive, uh, gag reflexes. Um, that's, that's fine. And again, they're unfazed by it. Now, if you notice that the gagging's happening every single time you're offering that texture, it's a little bit more, um, you know, frequent, I would say, then I want you to keep practicing on that phase. Don't move on. So even if you've hit, let's say one to 14 days in phase one, and your baby's still gagging excessively, I want you to stay there. I don't want you to move on because clearly your baby's telling you, you know what? My body's not totally ready for something more right now. And watch closely because a lot of times within a couple more days or a week, they're totally able to move on. Or you may see, I do have a lot of red flags listed out. This is the minority, the, the small population, you know, that's going to ever fall in this category. But in some cases you will have some babies who by eight months, let's say can't handle a phase one food or by 10 months can't handle a phase two food. And then there's a variety of other red flags that I list out in the course as well, but basically telling you if that's a situation, this may warrant a feeding evaluation. So check it out. And, and I love that. Like, I'm really, you know, just helping parents to like, know when it's actually something serious versus more of a fear, right? Mm -hmm. Just an internal fear that we have. Because I think when you can distinguish that, again, you can build that confidence that really there's nothing wrong here. I can continue on. Well, you have some really great visuals too, because you've done some sneak peeks on Instagram about like how you, like the response to gagging. I remember you shared a video on stories about like how you, I guess it was probably a voiceover, how you like where it would respond to that baby, right? They're gagging and you like responded. I was like, oh, you got that gag out. Good job. And like, that's not how I would normally act. You know, like if my child's gagging, I think like, good job, but you're right. Because we, our reactions totally dictate their responses to things or our responses dictate their actions. So yeah, I totally, I love the visuals that you share in that from your, like you said, the texture timeline to sharing you like, this is what it looks like. Cause I'm a visual person that's necessary to how to respond to your child in that time, what those red flags are really all of the details that we could be like, yeah, but what about this? Yeah. But what about that? Like, you're like, I got you girl. I got you covered. Yes, exactly. I have heard over the past two years that my baby led feeding course has been out. I've heard all the questions and I've heard all of the worries and I've heard all of the like places where parents get stuck. And that was one of the main drivers for wanting to revamp the course. Of course there's updated info and I made, you know, the branding pretty and the flows better and all that stuff. But I've added in all of those questions that we constantly hear about because again, my whole goal is like, okay, if I want to make you feel confident, I've got to, I've got to like break through these barriers for you. And it is such, again, a really conflicting world. If you look at everything online, all the things you see, especially again, like we said in the beginning, the messaging around like your baby should be eating this by this age and baby led weaning all the way and all this stuff. It's like, well, I'm stuck. I'm scared. I don't know how to get there. So really that was why I especially wanted to expand the texture timeline and create this full lesson around it. Like you said, offer the visuals, show you the different textures. And I also give you a list of all the foods that fall within each phase so that, you know, okay, today I'm offering a fish stick that falls within phase two. I'm, you know, I'm kind of following the the plan, the protocol. Um, and so you're not kind of left confused or, or wondering or worried, am I doing this right? Yeah. And you just kind of get that like confidence that, you know, like, all right, yep, here we go. We're on this phase and we're going here next, which is like such a mirror to what we teach, like, and like our plans. Okay. Here's step one, do this. And step two, do this. And having, honestly, as a parent, having one extra thing to be like, all right, I have my plan. 
I'm good. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to guess about it. I don't have to do all the, it's the same reason we have meal plans and workout plans, like plans are the best, right? So having that laid out for you step-by-step is so helpful. And even just kind of explaining, explaining that right now that this Edwina's course, the baby led feeding course is perfect. If you are that parent, that's like stressing out about like, well, I guess I have to skip purees and I guess I have to do this. Like this whole education piece on like, no, you don't. And here's how you could start from phase zero to phase three. And to be able to just take that little bit, those baby steps that make you feel comfortable that honestly feeding your child is one of the most fun things. Like I looked forward to that with the girls so much. I started Ellie too early because she was my first. So that's what you do is you're like, Oh, it's gonna be so fun. (laughs) And I started her a little too soon. Then we stopped and came back to it because I was so excited. I was like, this would be so much fun. I can't wait to do this. Um, I think it does change a little bit on kid number two and number three and beyond, but it it's kind of that same, like you get to watch your kid go through something new for the very first time. And you get to be a huge part of it. And it's so exciting. Yeah. It's really funny you're saying that because I'm about to post on the weekend a video that popped up in my Facebook memories. I didn't even know I had it. It was me feeding Thomas for the very first time. He's my oldest son. He's now 12. But <laughs> at that time, there was no word of baby led weaning. I had no idea. I wasn't even online. Like I literally would go to my doctor and he was like, you can start solids. I was like, okay, great. And then I'd go to my mom, like, so what solids do I start? Like I had no, no idea, no outside input, which in a way, to be honest, did help because I think, you know, I'm not saying that I did everything right. No, but I, it was actually the opposite, but it kind of helped ease your fears and just kind of make things a lot more joyful, like you said, and fun. But anyway, this video, I started him at four months. He was literally lopsided in the high chair and I was giving him, <laughs> I was giving him cereal, but I was loving every moment. And he was too, to be honest. But anyway, I was like, I'm going to show this and be like, see, there's so many things about like what not to do that I talk about that I even did. Like you just, you know what I mean? No one's perfect, but, um, yeah, definitely. I think that's the whole point. And it's like, I, when I talk about baby led feeding too, a lot of people think, oh, well, that means baby led weaning. That's the exact same thing. But really what I'm, what I'm really wanting people to know is that whether you start with purees or whether you start with finger foods, both can be great and can be done in a baby led way and can be done in a way that reflects all the good things that the research tells us we should be doing in order to, again, prevent picky eating, get them to be adventurous, all that stuff. Or both can also be done in a non-baby led way, right? We can still be kind of forceful about it. We could still be pressuring them at meals. We could still be trying to put food in their mouth, even with finger foods. You know, a lot of parents I see, like they pick up the finger food and when their baby's not eating, they're like literally trying to shove it in. And I'm like, that's not baby led anymore, right? So we have to go back to the core of the research and remove these like sensationalized, um, or like black and white rules around how to do it. And just think, here's the premise. Here's what we know to be true. How can I make that work for my family in whatever way works for me and for my baby? Um, so that we're, we're still advancing, we're still getting all the benefits, but it's not just like, you know, a a really strict process. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Tell us a little bit about your, your course, baby, uh, baby led feeding course. Can you walk through like what this entails, where we can find it? And then also I want to ask like, how long does it take to go through this course? Yes. Okay. So the course takes about three, three and a half hours to go through. Um, It is, there's a few lessons that are optional, but for the most part, I want you to go through everything and get the understanding and go through it in order so that it's all safe and good. Um, But basically I divide it into five modules. 
And I take you through the foundational stuff first. So that is what is baby led feeding and what are the, again, real principles that we're after here that we want to carry through the whole course and this whole feeding process. Um, what is the texture timeline and giving you some more information on baby led weaning versus puree. So you can make a decision for yourself as to how you want to start. Then I go through like, okay, getting ready. What supplies do you need? And how do you know if your baby's ready? And what do you have to do in order to prepare as well? And then we go into like the nitty gritty of month six to seven when you're starting or most people are starting. What, how do you set up meal times? What are the foods that you start with? How do you serve them all? And I actually go through videos showing you how to serve, you know, foods, fruits and vegetables, the meat, the seafood, the beans and the legumes and the tofu and the, everything, every single food group, every single food you can think of. I've, I'm showing you on video how to serve them and offer them to your baby and giving you tips. And then I also have created with the new course, um, resources that lay it all out as well with visuals. So if you don't want to watch, you want to read, or you just want to have them on hand for references, you can also have that. Then we move on to, Oh, and gagging and choking, just an FYI, because I feel like I have to throw this in there, extensive videos of babies gagging. And again, showing you how to coach your baby through and uh, giving you tons of tips. Everything that I've learned that, oh, especially over the last two years, even from other parents, tips that they've, they've given that have made them feel better. I put them in that course so that it can really help everyone else. Um, introducing allergens, uh, you know, you name it, everything from high iron foods, how to balance a plate, pincer grasp development skills. Um, pins, uh, what am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> straw cup drinking, open cup drinking, all that jazz. So anyway, it's basically everything you need to know for feeding yeah. them from six, to 12 months. Yeah, that is so wonderful. And being able to have everything just laid out so easily. That's what, like, that's what this is all about. And I'm so glad we live in a time and a world where we can get help with things like that. Like, Oh gosh, I need to know about straws versus open cups because I was shocked at 18 months old when my pediatrician was like, Oh, is Hattie drinking from an open cup? I'm like, say what? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a thing. And just being able to kind of have these things all laid out. I mean, everybody knows I love that kind of stuff. That's what the sleep society is about. It's like laying out month by one month. What do you need to do? And it is so critical in order to just feel like you know that this is something that you have at your fingertips. That is something that like, it's all laid out for you. You don't have to like spend all your time, like trying to gather all these other resources to be like, Oh, there's this blog post and there's this thing. Like, no, it's all right here for you. Just like go step-by-step, honey. You got it. Like it's all right here. So y'all know, we're going to have all the links below. You just scroll down in the um, podcast show notes and grab Edwina's program on baby led feeding, because it is going to answer every question you will ever have about feeding your child. When, when is the best time to start this though? So ideally I would say a month or two before starting solid. So you don't ever really know when your baby's going to show the signs of readiness. So I'd say around four months of age is a good time to get it. That way you have time to go through it. Um, you know, purchase what you need to purchase for supplies, that kind of thing. And, and then you can be on your way once they're officially showing, showing the signs. I love that. All right. Yes. Because you know what? Like sometimes I feel like things snowball between four to six months old when they're like, they're just growing so fast and their you know, naps are changing and all these things, but being prepared from that moment that, like, yep, I know what to do. That's just confidence. You know, that's what I love as that we can provide parents is just that confidence of knowing like, yep, this is what we can do. And I feel so good about my plan of action. So I love it. Thank you for being here. This was so good to chat with you about texture timeline, your course, all the important things about it. This is so good. Thank you so much for having me, Becca. 
Make sure you scroll down into the show notes to find all the information about Edwina's baby led feeding course and use the code LittleZSleep to save 15% on this program. You guys, I have heard so many incredible things about this. In fact, many of our team members here at Little Z's have gone through her program and absolutely rave about it and how much confidence it's given them in feeding their child. Thank you guys so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time. 